Welcome back. You're listening to episode 43 of Double Hot Beat, where we take the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. I'm James, home brewer and beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. This week, we are going to examine beer and their use in TV shows, from product placement to fake brands. But first, let's get an update from James on the home brewing scene. What's up, James? What's up, Shannon? (laughs) It's like we don't live together. It's like we haven't seen each other in forever because we've been quarantining, but, you know, we see each other every day, so Very it's always good to see you, though. <laughs> glad to hear it. Glad to, glad right to hear there, your husband gotcha. say that, right? So yes. Always reassuring. <laughs> What's going on with the home brewing scene, James? So, as you know, uh, home brewer Robbie was on our show mm-hmm. last episode from Chainsaw Brewing, and he was kind enough to let us try some of his beers, so... Yeah. I was super stoked about it. It's always great to see what other homebrewers are making, kind of the flavors that they choose to develop in their recipes, as well as how the story behind it. So we touched on that last episode. So if you haven't listened, give that a listen. So start off his vanilla rye stout, his Jacko saw, he named it, which is a pretty clever name, Shannon. As you Yeah, and it didn't have pumpkin in the title, James. It so. did not. It did not. <laughs> so this beer he had mashed in, the pumpkin with, and I just thought this beer had really great rye flavor. The the quality of the ingredients definitely shined in this beer, and I think the vanilla in it definitely rounded out the beer, so it was really nice and clean. It was a little bit higher alcohol for a stout, but it was right in line with what I would drink personally, Mm -hmm. so I thought he did a great job with it. And uh, as Robbie explained, he used rye that came from Mecca Grade Craft Malt in Oregon near his house. So that's always great to use fresh local ingredients mm-hmm. whenever possible. I know for a lot of home brewers out there, you don't necessarily live close enough to fresh ingredients, but just always trying to do the best you can to have whatever you can to make it fresh. Yeah, and support those local businesses. Yeah, and I think... What also made the beers that he had us try, including his double dry hopped hazy IPA, which us in New England were kind of <laughs> hazy IPA snobs. So I think the fact that I enjoyed it was kudos to Robbie and just the skill that he has as a home brewer. Mm-hmm. And and again, I, I don't I think it's important to know that, you know, when you're trying another home brewer's beer, it's you want to be as honest as possible because, you, you know, you don't want to just give people beers and if it's not the greatest or you're trying to improve your beer just as anybody else would. So I did give him a couple critiques. Uh, I'm not an expert either, but like <laughs> just reassuring him that, you know, certain things that he might have been worried about wasn't an issue for me. And then just other things that he was already aware of about with his his beer. But overall, I think they were both stellar beers and Kudos to Robbie, and thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, thank you for letting us enjoy those. Appreciate it. And James, you wanted to just point out to our listeners, because Black Friday is coming up, that we've got some deals approaching. Is that correct? Yeah, now this is where, say also. where any uh, partners of homebrewers are going to try and cover homebrewers' ears right now because you know how <laughs> much they like to spend money on homebrewing equipment, such as myself. And so, yeah, block those ears right now, those little homebrewer ears right now, if uh, <laughs> you don't want them to spend more money on homebrewing equipment. 
But if if you do want them to spend or you're looking for gift ideas, Black mm-hmm. Friday and Cyber Monday is a great time, especially with the pandemic right now, of getting good deals on brewing equipment, on ingredients, and things that will help the home brewer out immensely with the costs of their brew day. So one of the companies that I always like to highlight because I think they're one of the top tiers as far as what people idolize for equipment and home brewing, Spike Brewing, since they're also US based, their Cyber Monday sale this year is they're doing 20% off their solo systems and that's all sizes. So that's pretty significant of a discount. Yeah, it's a good discount. On those systems. And it's if you're looking to get into all green brewing, and that's a great, very modular designed product that's very similar to my grandfather, but it's got some extra stuff to it. But also I hear SS Brewtech might be doing a Cyber Monday deal. Mm-hmm. So uh, I will be keeping my eyes peeled on that as well. And yeah. uh, just your local homebrew shops, um, try and support them if you have them near you. All of ours have closed near us. So womp womp. Womp womp. So we'll be looking for a new homebrew shop suppliers and Again, online, a lot of those uh, suppliers are doing ingredients deals and new products out there to try and get you into the holiday spirit. So I just wanted to share that. A lot of people have been asking year long, including myself, uh, from all these companies, are you going to do any special deals? Because there's nothing worse being a home brewer and you spend a lot of money on something that you really wanted. And then the day after it goes on sale sale (laughs) and it's not like, we'll match the price. It's like, yep, sorry about that. Yeah. You kind of lost out on that one. Yeah. It happens to me all the time with non home brewing things. So yeah. And I I know know too. Yeah. A lot of home brewers before the steam condensers, at least for spike was being included. They had just bought their trio systems, which is thousands of dollars. And then the next week they're like, yeah, we're including the steam condenser. So I know a lot of people were pretty pissed off about Mm -hmm. that. But again, that's why a lot of companies don't offer sales. And before we move on to our main topic of discussion this week, we just wanted to say that we are also working on some future episodes, which will feature a home brewer guest. So if you are interested in sharing your homebrew story, if you're a homebrewer, just send us a direct message on our Instagram at Double Hotbeat Podcast. We'd love to hear from you and feature you on the show. Yeah, creativity is our big thing. So if you're doing something weird, something zany, some new yeast strain or something. Well, weird is a subjective term. That's true. That could be normal. We might have to filter through you if it's too weird. We might have to filter through you. (laughs) Yeah, please don't send us any uh, inappropriate images. Uh, We would appreciate greatly appreciate not doing that. Yes. So this week we are going to talk about beer and TV shows. And James, you came up with this idea, which I thought was very interesting. Would you like to start us off here? So I'm a big person who watches a lot of TV and a lot of homebrewers either was inspired to homebrew from just a relative that they grew up brewing around or friends or I know a lot of uh, gifts, you know, your significant other gets you a gift. And then you also have people who get into homebrewing because they watched a television show or drank a beer and they were like, I can do something better. And then quickly realize <laughs> it's a lot harder than uh, you think. Yeah. But when you watch a lot of your TV shows these days, there's a lot of product placement. So you Mm -hmm. see it in movies, you see it in television, and especially in beer, I found it very interesting how there was dynamics of actual beer brands being used in product placement for marketing purposes for actual beer brands versus fictional beer brands that are incorporated into some of your favorite shows. So... 
I really wanted to look into this a little bit further, and I know Shan's into research, and finally I can pull her into some <laughs> research of a topic that I am thoroughly ingrained in. So let's, I guess, dive in. I guess Shan's just like, well, I'm totally <laughs> doing an episode on beer and books because I am read, right? That's- yeah, I mean, that's a different conversation, but not as many name drops in books about beer. Yeah, so you looked into this, James, and found that the most commonly seen brands that you would recognize in TV shows are Miller, Coors, Bud Light, and Heineken. Like Those are like the, the big beer brands that have chosen to allow t- their product to be shown in TV shows. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting dynamic of which brands choose product placement and we're not talking commercials here because you've all seen commercials with your local beers you don't see it as much in craft beer and one of my close friends was actually like so you're the beer guy like why doesn't craft breweries like smaller breweries like advertise on tv because it's expensive because it's expensive (laughs) of just like you know it's hard enough trying to run a brewery trying to come out with like great beers Mm -hmm. and just do what you do well. And then where are you going to get the funding for all these millions of dollars in commercials? Crazy expensive to run a commercial. So that was my answer to them. And if you have personal experience with that, direct message us. Love to hear from you. Yeah. But so I found it really interesting how these brands and specifically chose certain TV shows to be in as well as like how they're seen, how they're viewed in how popular the TV shows are. Mm -hmm. So when I was doing my digging, I found that most of these TV shows were like the top 10 shows being viewership. So they would get the exposure Mm -hmm. from being on that. I know a lot of movies, for me, I pick out cars at least. I'm like, it can either make or break the movie too if they have too many of the product placements. It's like, oh, Chrysler has every every (laughs) single car in this movie is a freaking Chrysler. I'd be like, okay. Kind of like Volvo and Twilight, James. Oh my God, yeah. That <laughs> so that was exactly what I was referencing there. <laughs> Horrible movies uh, to begin with. Then Volvo didn't take those movies down, but yeah. So one of the kind of debates or subjects around beer and TV is the regulation of the pro- alcoholic product placement in TV shows. And there's been some studies done about it. And I, having a broadcast background, know that each station has their own regulations regarding beer and what can be shown on TV, what can't be shown on TV. So there's no real government regulations about if you can show people drinking beer, having beer, purchasing beer, things like that. So it's really just a station mandate that's put in place. So they decide how they want it to be depicted. And some people might remember a couple of years ago, there was that Neil Patrick Harris Heineken commercial? Oh, yes. Right, right. Yeah, where he was like, oh, we can't. They're like, oh, you can't consume that on on air. You can't like we can't show you actually drinking drinking the beer. Yeah. So, I mean, that's technically true because some stations don't allow you to show people drinking beer, but other stations do. So it's just all depends on who the TV show is affiliated with. If it's scripted, obviously reality TV shows are (laughs) If you've ever watched Jersey Shore or anything like that, there's clearly alcohol being consumed. So like I said, it's just kind of a regulation that the station's put in place. So I thought that was just something I'd pass along for everyone. Yeah, I think it's also leads into the question of, well, there's commercials out there all the time mm-hmm. with, you know, alcohol in general. And in this case for beer, it's very specific because especially for any kind of alcoholic 
brand, uh, your branding is on the line. So it's really that brand's decision to either do the placement in certain TV shows. And I've also heard of stories where they were going to put their beer in certain TV shows or episodes, and then they found out what the episode was about and what the mm-hmm. actors or actresses would be doing right after immediately consuming their product, and it would give them a bad image, uh, which they did not want to associate themselves with. Yeah, and that's actually true for basically any brand name, not just beer, but if you're making a TV show and you're using a brand name that people would know, that is very common. Like I know in The Office, they had to get permission from Applebee's to have that yeah. scene with the Dundies where Pam gets a little too, has one Intoxicated, too yes. yes. Um, and so she has that famous getting banned from Chili's um, situation. So was it Chili's? Yeah, Chili's. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not Applebee's. I don't want to smear the Applebee's name. <laughs> oh, God forbid you smear Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Please, please it's, don't come after us, Applebee's. We love we love you. <laughs> yeah, so it's, a pl- it's across all brands. It's not just beer that's impacted by that. And I just want to ask you really quickly, James, do you think that there should be regulation on beer in TV shows and the product placement? Hell no. No. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's a very interesting topic. And I think that I think there's so many things being regulated across, you know, the industry that I don't think there's a need for any more red tape. I think it's more the viewers who have to kind of cater their viewership to if, you, you know, if you're going to see a certain show, it's age appropriate. So Mm -hmm. my biggest concern would be uh, youth and underage individuals who are watching these. Basically, you know, they're very impressionable in idolizing certain characters in some of their favorite TV shows. And how bad would it be if, you know, your 10-year-old sibling decides, oh, I love Sheldon Cooper and he's drinking this, like that's my beer of choice. And you're like, what are you talking about? You're 10 years old, you don't drink. How many times have you seen Sheldon Cooper drinking beer? Well, there is a lot of debate on that and how fans were pissed off about his character changing his motto of he never drinks a beer and how his character changed throughout the show. But that's a different discussion and we're Big Big Bang Theory fans. So uh, that's a different discussion for a different day. Uh, but so that would not be on my podcast. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's not on the craft beer podcast. And so I would say that it's up to I like how it's up to the networks because they're the ones showing it and they're the ones distributing it similar mm-hmm. to your brand. It's the TV's name out there as well. And I think it's also dual responsibility of those parents and those viewers to monitor what shows are being watched in your own household and each to each your own, uh, whatever your practice is, is kind of my hand, hands off is what I say. There's enough red tape as mm-hmm. is. And if you think about it, you know, the only argument against it is that, well, drugs and cigarettes and tobacco use is more regulations regarding advertisements and product placement of those health that still impact your health dramatically. And why should they be held to that standard and not something that also inhibits health to a certain degree? So that's another argument, but I still think hands off my beer. I don't think okay. it makes her, but I also don't think it makes or breaks the TV show either. And no. if it does, then, you know, maybe you're going to rework your TV show. Agreed. But I actually, from my science background, I looked into this going into scientific journals and seeing mm-hmm. if there's any studies being done to kind of back up those who think that there needs to be more regulation regarding youth and product placement of alcohol. 
And I found numerous studies, but one of them that really stuck out to me was a 2016 study in the American Academy of Pediatrics about alcohol brand placement in television shows. And essentially what they did in this study was they analyzed 10 popular TV shows and they recorded how many alcoholic brand placements per episode were being shown in these shows. And on average, there was about two per episode, with some of them being as many as 13 per episode. So I thought that was kind of shocking, like 13 Mm -hmm. placements in one episode. That's kind of a lot. And the researchers basically took a sample of 2,600 youth ages 15 to 20 and basically just had them answer questions about how much they watched these shows, questions regarding their drinking behavior and favorite alcoholic brand. So I thought that Mm -hmm. was very interesting, that question. And basically the results of the study showed that those who watched the TV shows with more alcohol branding in them had higher levels of problematic drinking behavior and they identified their favorite brand to the ones most frequently shown in those shows. Interesting. It's an interesting result because when I watch shows, I guess I I notice if it's like a big brand, but if it's a fake beer brand or like not obviously a beer, I don't typically notice that they're even drinking beer unless it's called out that they're drinking beer like in like we'll discuss a lot of the shows like how i met your mother and new girl uh, big bang theory so that's just interesting that they were that perceptive of the beer that is being shown again science background here in terms of studies are concerned like it wasn't double blind it wasn't I'd say a, not a large enough sample size. Yeah, there's only 2,600, so I mean. Uh, and it was also very regionalized, um, but I think it just shows like that there is potential for brand recognition mm-hmm. and modeling behaviors out of it. Yeah, I also saw a study, and I the actual study is blanking on me right now, but it showed that adults watching TV shows are more likely to make decisions about which beer they buy based on its appearance in TV shows because they, especially if they really enjoy the show and they have an emotional connection to the show, they're more likely to purchase that beer because they associate the emotional connection with the beer itself. And going back to Big Bang Theory, we were watching a couple episodes and I picked up on some of the brands that I enjoy drinking. So mm-hmm. it's kind of reverse. I didn't like go out and buy these brands because of it, but I was just like, oh, that's a great beer. Like I've had that. Did you see the can? Did you see yeah. the bottle? And I think for, Big Bang yeah. is one of the first shows that I noticed. I'm like, oh, hey, they're drinking Sierra Nevada. <laughs> yeah. Sierra Nevada, Ballast Point, Blue Moon, Lone Star. Yeah. Definitely the, one of the shows I noticed the most, like a big brand on. So if you also notice in the in that show, uh, when they actually do show a brand, they're not doing anything outrageous. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I believe it was they showed Sheldon with a Lone Star, or I think it was Penny. It was uh, Howard. Howard with a, was that with Ballast Point? Howard had a Lone Star at one point. And they were just sitting watching TV. So it was something that everybody does. It didn't look bad for the brand. And I think yeah, there relaxing. was one where like Lone Star, they were just, like sitting again, like at a restaurant, at a restaurant, like nothing crazy happened right after they had that alcoholic drink. So I think that's why they chose, you know, yeah, the brand recognition there. Well, so I looked into why shows tend to use fake beer brands or fictional beer brands as opposed to name brand. And in most cases, breweries and the beer brands don't want a negative association with their brand. So like you were saying for, in the terms of Big Bang Theory, they were just casually drinking. They weren't 
overindulging. They weren't driving a car after they had the beer. So it wasn't encouraging bad behavior, for lack of a better term. So a lot of breweries just want to make sure, like we were saying earlier, that the behavior surrounding their product is not given a negative connotation. And it's difficult to get product placement from actual companies. Yeah, I think so. Uh, a lot of shows don't want to have to deal with getting permission. Is this scene mm-hmm. okay if we use your brand this way or that way? And you mentioned the office, like the brand having a say of, oh, yeah. we don't want, we see this is written into the script or we watched, you know, the promo t- uh, tape of it mm-hmm. and we don't want that to happen that way. And then as a writer, you're not going to want to have to rewrite your, could be one of your most comic, comical, you know, scenes. Mm-hmm based on like the brand being like, oh, I don't want to show my beer like that. Yeah. So then you might be wondering, where do these fake beers come from? So I found- Hashtag fake beers. <laughs> yeah. Not fake news, fake beers. So I found that one of the most famous fake beer brands for TV shows that you'll probably now notice that I'm going to bring it up to everyone is called Heisler. And it is, you'll notice it's a bright red and gold trumpet label, like a can or a bottle. And it was created in the mid-90s by Studio Graphics, who have created over 40 fake beer labels for TV shows. So they will make different ones for different shows, but Heisler is actually their most requested beer brand. So you can see it in New Girl, Stranger Things. It's what they're drinking right before Barb goes missing. What about Barb, guys? Come on. <laughs> what about can we just, Barb? Justice for Barb. Spoiler hashtag. alert, if you haven't seen Stranger Things yet, but it's a couple of years old now, so. Yeah, hashtag justice for Barb. Yeah. Um, always sunny, and my name is Earl. So a lot of people have actually thought that the worlds of certain TV shows are linked based off of the spear, but it's really just coming from the same studio. That graphic. seems like it's like a Disney, like <laughs> all, yeah, all yeah. the Disney movies and characters are actually in just alternate universes in the same world. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, there goes, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I was reading an article on Thrillist from where they quoted Molly Rummel, who is the assistant manager from Studio Graphics. And so she was saying, similar to what we had just talked about, that most of the time beer and alcohol companies, they're, they don't want their product being used in a way that's not in the best light. So no one's drinking a beer and going to bed, right? Like that's just a boring show. Nobody's going to go watch that. So that's why they tend to not use them. And most fake beer on TV shows are plays on actual beer. So a lot of the brands, the fake brands that Studio Graphics comes up with is a play off of a beer that you might actually recognize. And they use sometimes similar coloring and things like that on the label. Yeah, I think my my point was going to be like, if you didn't know they were fake brands, you would think it's an actual brand. And Mm -hmm. I think it just speaks to the creativity of these production companies that are making these, but they're also modeling it after the real creativity of real craft breweries and real breweries out there with the artists emulating kind of what they did. And if you go ahead and look at like what fake brands are out there, the fictional beers and TV shows and movies, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, wow, that's kind of a cool like design. All right, cool. Like that's a cool play off a a real, you know, brand. So there's a lot of talented people in those prop departments, James. Oh oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, And the one interesting I thing I found about this Heisler brand that Studio Graphics actually owns the name. They copyrighted the name. So it wasn't just, you know, something that they put out there. They're actually making money off of it. So not only are copyright issues being seen in 
the craft beer industry, <laughs> it's, it's also it's beer. it's like a trickle effect, and now even like a fake beer, like you can get sued because your name is already taken. Like that's crazy. That's yeah. mind blowing to me. Like, geez. Yeah. So Molly Rummel also said that they her their lawyer thinks that they're the first people to patent a fake brand. Yeah. Well, which I guess yeah. really makes it a real brand if you think about it. Yeah, we'll get into another fictional beer brand that also yes. has led to legal battles. Yeah. It seems to be a trend, right? You can't have like craft beer or beer in general without, I guess that's any industry, right? Yeah, any brand is, <laughs> is going to have legal industry. It's like, come on, James. Like yeah. every freaking things get legal, sue happy people. Yeah. And if you're so inclined, James, you can actually buy Heisler beer merchandise. I'm good. So I think I'm good. You can go get some for yourself. <laughs> nah. So... You might be saying to yourself, who, like, this is very interesting. Like, what shows have I watched or loved that have these fictional beers in it? And here we go. We're going to talk about some that was some of our favorite shows that also ones that we didn't even realize had fake beer in it until we kind of did this research for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first up, you know, a lot of people like comedy, right? And comedy and, and beer kind of go hand to hand, in my opinion, uh, because a lot of the scenes that they, the real brands wouldn't want to associate themselves with, put in a fictional beer and let the magic happen, and some hilarity will exist, such as uh, in mm-hmm. King of the Hill, uh, Alamo Beer is a fictional brand. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, had Heisler, Shan said, as well as Brockman Beer. Mm-hmm. How I Met Your Mother, one of our favorite shows. Yep. Going to McLaren's. Yeah, which I which when we were doing this, I was like, this is another interesting thing is how many TV shows are centered around bars. Yeah, right. Right, because you've got Cheers, Hi, I Met Your Mother, and New Girl Nick owns a bar. Yeah, you know, there's always. Well, I mean, it of- used to be like you know the meeting place, you know, where all your mm-hmm. friends would just meet up. But uh, what was the fictional beer in How I Met Your Mother called? Uh, Womp Wampus. I can warm never, piss. I can never. I can. Oh my god! Warm now that piss. you're saying it out loud, I can. I never actually, it's one of those things where you read it and it doesn't sound the same. It's in your head. hilarious. It's and when hilarious. you say it out loud, it actually makes sense. And I think either in the show or real life, the the bartender, they joked that he went and opened his own brewery with warm piss beer. And I believe that was based on truth. Oh, um, I'll have to look into it a little bit further, but I believe yeah. that's the case. Dig into that, James. Uh, I could be wrong, <laughs> but I could be right. Um, the Drew Carey Show, one of my all-time favorite shows, Buzz Beer. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the most famous beers that people know from a TV show is The Simpsons, and that's Duff Beer. Duff Man and Duff Beer. Mm-hmm. So this was actually the fictional beer that I'll touch on in a little bit. Okay. So that there was hold controversy. Tight, okay. Hold tight, Shannon. Hold tight. Hold your hold your beer tight. Okay. So we've also got Parks and Rec and The Good Wife both used FG beer, which again could be another. Are these connected in the yeah. TV universe? Which I don't really see their <laughs> shows matching up at all. But that's okay. Mad Men had Fielding beer, Family Guy, Pawtucket, Patriot Ale. That one's a cool design if you look mm-hmm. at that. That 70s show and Walking Dead. Was that Wow, that'd be a fucked up uh, mix up if they, those shows got yeah, together. Yeah, that'd be weird. Uh, but that was Pen Pavel's beer. And I believe that actually is one of the brands that Studio Graphics came up with as well oh. for Walking Dead. So, 
And you might be thinking, oh, these are all very recent shows. Well, Drew Carey show is not that recent. I guess. Wow. Now we're dating yeah. ourselves. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks for dating us. Sorry. Yeah. God. That 70s show has been off for a while, too. Yeah, that's that's very true. That is very true. Yeah. And I also thought it was really interesting in shows how they kind of put scenarios in there of sometimes the real actors in their real life have something to do with beer. And Big Bang Theory, Will Wheaton, uh, in his, you know, in his... Real life. Real life. It is. <laughs> is this life. real? Is this real life, Shannon? I'm. I, oh my god. I don't know. Ask David after. Uh, he's actually. Will Wheaton's actually a home brewer himself in real life, and he plays himself on Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And I just thought that was really cool on how you know a home brewer kind of plays. I don't know. I guess he doesn't really do he much with do beer in with the beer. show. <laughs> But I think it was just really cool. Like it. I, I guess it's a fun fact, okay, for those Big Bang Good job. fans Good job, that James. and homebrewers out there. If you want to watch Will Wheaton brew a beer, he has videos online oh. of him brewing beer outside with his buddies, and it's pretty hilarious. So, cool. so one of the, well, I don't know how many people now would this would come top of mind, but Laverne and Shirley was a big sitcom in the seventies and eighties that actually their jobs were at a brewery. Called shots. Yeah, it, this was actually a fictitious yes, brewery, sorry, mind fake you. One. <laughs> so I, I looked into so many funny articles of people who go to Milwaukee specifically, who are Laverne and Shirley they fans, and they the are looking for the shots brewery. Like the, they think it's an actual brewery there, and they get very disappointed. Yeah, so they worked on the bottling line as bottle cappers, which sounds like such a thrilling job. <laughs> Yeah, I think like the I think the intro to that too shows them on the bottling line and like mm-hmm. they're doing something funny and like I think Laverne or is it Shirley? One of them puts like something funny on one of the bottles and just like whatever and I'm just like that would never fly today. Oh no. I mean, this would just be such a tedious job to me. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't do it. To all you on the canning lines these days, yeah, Shannon could not you. do what you do. So she- Well, canning's a little bit different than the bottling. You got to like I couldn't place the bottle caps. Oh, no. I'm all set. Shan's all set <laughs> with that. So another interesting question is, how many of these fictional brews actually become real brews after the fact? Mm-hmm. So this is, as we were saying earlier, with the legal battles, there was, in this instance, Duff Beer from The Simpsons, as we touched on. There was bootlegged versions made because this was so popular and The Simpsons was so iconic mm-hmm. that Duff Beer copycats out there were making bootleg versions of Duff Beer in uh, some countries leading to legal battles. And it became so bad that apparently 21st Century Fox eventually was like, we need to offer our own officially licensed product. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting that they they could fight every battle and it's like, you know, it's a losing battle at some point. Well, you can't stop. I mean, it, there's so many craft breweries and people brewing their own beer out there. You can't stop anybody from, you know, you can send a cease and desist letter. Like I know Budweiser sent, or no, yeah, they sent one to someone for calling their beer dilly dilly. But you can't control... What everyone else you can't is control doing. the people. Yes, so, Shannon. I mean, it makes yes. sense. And also, you cannot control the people. No, okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. James is starting a riot over here. 
but also like if there's no real like recipe, you know, for other people to use, they can just call it Duff Beer. But it's very smart of them to make officially licensed product that they can sell in their uh, parks. And yeah, so that you can only get Duff Beer. The official one. The official Duff Beer at Universal Studio Parks in Orlando and LA in the Simpsons themed areas. So yep. if you're you ever wanting to have a Duff Beer, if you're a there huge you go. Simpsons fan. Before I know, James, you want to touch on some beer and homebrewing shows that are out there. I just wanted to provide a fun fact for everyone. If you didn't already know, the actors are not actually drinking beer when they film a TV show. Well, I don't well, know if all the time. Well, I guess not on set, maybe. So, so maybe they have a couple and then they go yeah, on yeah, set. Yeah. So. so on set, when they're filming, they typically fill, if they have like a beer can or a beer bottle, whatever they're drinking, they fill it with water, seltzer, soda, their you know, non-alcoholic beverage of choice. Sometimes they do give them non-alcoholic beer, so you kind of get the taste, but they rarely do that because when you are filming a show or a movie or whatever for continuity purposes. Oh, you, you are all <laughs> about this. So we'll be watching a scene and Shannon will be just staring at like a prop or the props used. And it'll oh be like, God, like, did you see that? That's moved. It wasn't in the same spot two seconds ago. Oh or, God, her collar see the down. level of that drink. Yeah. It went down for, and he's hold, still holding in his hand. And he hasn't taken a sip. And yeah, it's just so like, Oh my God. Continuity wise, when you're filming, you have to do the shot multiple times. I mean, if, if you're really good, sometimes it's only three or four times. Right. But most of the time they're take they're doing, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten shots of the same scene. So you don't want to be drinking non-alcoholic yeah, would, beer every like, single right, time. That's a wrap, that's a wrap, folks. Yeah. So you have to you have to recreate whatever you choose to do the first time is what you have to recreate every time for continuity and for editing. So most majority of the ninety nine percent of the time, actors do not actually drink what you think they're drinking, and that's just you don't want them to get sick, right? So like. Food is a little bit harder because you obviously have to eat the food, but you could eat ice cream cake and never want to eat ice cream cake the rest of your life again. Yeah, there's so. also ways that, like, I think uh, Norm from the actor who played Norm yep. in Cheers was saying how disgusting the drink was, but he'd still drink it, and it was, like, what they put in it to make the... Yeah, they're, like, salt like, Yeah, like, there, salt like, to make it look foamy. And which I think, like, I mean, that was, you know, 80s, 90s. Yeah, I'm So sure that was before yeah. I feel like they really embraced you don't have to actually drink this but just thought you could share that with your friends if they did not know that it's not actually beer in there yeah try not to pick up on those little details next time you're watching a show but if you are that kind of person that wants to yeah. get that extra level go for it behind the scenes but just don't TV say magic. how it's unrealistic and that you know you could watch a show with flying wizards and witches but then that second that actor that drink is a little bit less than what it was before and they haven't taken a sip that's impossible that's unrealistic are you taking a jab at me james nope nope no jab at all <laughs> okay <laughs> you're just gonna clap for me <laughs> the crowd's gonna go wild for that because okay. so you have been delving into and and actually for a couple of years you've been watching some of these beer and homebrewing tv shows and we've watched a couple together actually yeah and i think what's great about these is you learn a little bit and this was a lot of these shows really was before a lot of homebrewers took to instagram mm -hmm. and social media and kind of shared their brewing experiences so a lot of these shows out there was kind of either incorporating brewing and doing it on a commercial scale or the, some of the shows that I found more fascinating was the homebrew scale and kind of homebrew stories and what people are brewing and why. Mm -hmm. 
And so uh, I came up with a list just off the top of my head of some that I really enjoyed that I know many of you homebrewers out there probably have seen. And if not, um, there's still ways you can still see them uh, online or with your certain uh, TV stations. So the first one I wanted to mention was uh, Discovery Channel's Brewmasters. And this was took place during 2010, 2011. And there was only one season. And this, basically this documentary followed uh, Dogfish Head founder Sam and his partners traveling the world in search of ingredients and different techniques mm. to brew these beers, like basically come up with new beers and look at what ingredients are out there. So fascinating show. Uh, Sam was just dynamic in the craft beer world. And so if you're a Dogfish Head fan and you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend uh, watching that. It's a little old now, but it's still hey. just as good. And what else I learned, I learned stuff. So yeah, exactly chill and watch some uh, brews with your home brews. Another beer show that I got really into was Viceland's Beerland. And this was more recent, 2017 to 2018. And this was three seasons. And basically the show followed co-founder Meg Gill of Golden Road Brewing as she searched for home brewers across the country. And this basically just showcased home brewer stories, uh, what people were brewing, and it, she kind of made it into like a competition where like for each, you know, area, she picked one home brewer and then made them all go head to head and then judge the beers. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. I, I think what I really enjoyed in this show was just highlighting, you know, the creativity in brewing. You can be from all walks of life, all nationalities, no discrimination. It's just free spirit of you brew what you brew, how you brew it. Uh, there's no one telling you how to do what you're going to do and just learning and experimenting and sharing. And I think that's often missed in today with craft beer and how competitive it is. But every single one of these home brewers were just like so chill and glad to like share the, what their knowledge was with mm -hmm. each other, even though they were in a competition still, it, it was pretty unique. And my favorite story I had to admit, without spoiling too much, if you haven't seen this show and you can find it again on Spoiler online. alert. Uh, Daly, <laughs> he's a home brewer from New York City at the time, and he found a log <laughs> at a nearby park and he fermented his beer using that log as it had wild yeast on it because he read that there was, you know, wild yeast out there on trees, <laughs> logs, fruits. I mean, you can call it. So he went out and was like, hey, this is this log. It smells pretty funky. And That's exactly what I would think. This log smells funky. Let me put it in my beer. But holy shit, like it was so funny. And he, I think he also considered himself an anarchist too, which I thought was just really funny. He was just a really like club, like hilarious guy. Like I'd Eccentric love to, have, I'd, yeah, I'd love to get a beer with this guy. And it was just like, so as, like they're trying to take a sip of this beer. Like he's just like, oh yeah, like I brew it with this log that I found at a park. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, I would probably spit it out if I didn't know about yeast. Like I might spit it out even, you know, before that. But I was oh like, gosh, why did he say it like before they drank it? Like you'd think that it'd be after, but you know, it's. Meg was a beer person, so she got it. Like, she wasn't, like, grossed out by it. Well, it if you're interested in that, yeah, check it out. that story sounds freaking phenomenal, uh, definitely check that show out. Uh, highly recommend it. Yeah. One of the other shows that I think kind of goes along with our call to homebrewers who are doing something different or, you know, out of the box is the Brewdogs TV show, which is on Esquire TV. And we actually watched this together. 
it was very interesting. So it's James Watt and Martin Dickey who founded BrewDog, which is a brewery in Scotland. And they basically just went around the United States and found different breweries or home brewers and did experiments with them. So for example, they brewed a beer in a New York City apartment building, not just one apartment, they multiple floors of the building, they connected all of the equipment. They had to like go meet the residents and get to know them and ask them permission. And so they brewed this beer throughout the whole building, which was interesting. They've also brewed a beer on, I think it was a lobster or a crabbing boat. Yeah. Um, well, actually when they came to Boston, yeah, they did um, yeah. a crab, like a crab inspired, like a kind of like they a brewed New the England. beer with seafood in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they think they did it on a boat as well for mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, it was on a boat. And it had like um, the like swinging pendulum cauldron thing. That yeah, they because they, so. Because it was w- in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I mean like they had this engineer with them that I think just calls to the home brewing spirit of MacGyvering it, like as we would say, but the, like so technical of how can we achieve these certain like brewing locations mm-hmm. When you're gonna have to compensate for the waves, you know you're gonna you can't have like a your boil kettle spill, you know spill yeah. when your boat's rocking. So I think it was just fascinating at how the engineer developed how they could brew these beers, and then using ingredients that showcased, are, are local, yeah, yeah, showcased and celebrated whatever city they were in, mm-hmm. and getting people involved. I think that was another key takeaway. And I mean, that was kind of your entry into home brewing, other than just watching me like clean stuff up after the fact. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot more entertaining than watching you clean things. Yeah. They were very entertaining. I have to admit, but that's a great show uh, to check that out. I mean, like I could see Robbie being on that show with like the pumpkin mm-hmm. brewing out of that. Yeah. And the last two shows we have for you were actually technically scripted TV shows. Um, we have mentioned one in the past. Very is, scripted yeah, TV shows. Uh, which is Netflix Brew Brothers. So we mentioned this, I think, back probably yeah, at the beginning of quarantine. It is, it's a comedy set around brothers who opened a brewery in California. And it is very adult. I will say that. <laughs> it is um, very raunchy is what yeah. she means. And I didn't even realize how raunchy this show was when I think I talked about it first on this we show. We watched like what episodes were like, oh, this is really well, funny. I'm like, yes, then- finally, they're doing a show about like opening a brewery and just like the kind of comedic things that could happen with opening a brewery. If like yep. you have that dumb idea and then you put it to action and see what happens kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And it is Cicerone having that uh, Cicerone relative that uh, thinks they know everything or does know everything. Yeah, so that's, I mean, it's a, it's a funny a, adult, don't watch it with your children. Definitely an adult-only um, TV show. Yeah, so if you're looking for something, just, they, I think there's probably, like, what, seven or eight episodes? Yeah, something Not like a that. ton, um, but if you're just looking for something light to get your head out of and this If you're not someone who space. likes that raunchy stuff, don't even, like, I wouldn't even watch it. Yeah. Other than maybe episode one, and you yeah. can kind of gauge yourself. Yeah, and then the last show, which everyone will be surprised that James is watching a show about a large beer company oh god she's outing me on the radio here for the, for uh yeah, the watching radio. this bit like guilty pleasure show yeah so this is he's guilty pleasure reality tv show uh on mtv they have bush family brood and it's a reality tv show which follows the former owners of anheuser-busch brewing company billy bush senior and his family and, sh- and all the listeners out there going, James, no, no, <laughs> you sold out to a reality show. This is like James's Desperate Housewives. And, or and this is Housewives exactly of- like, I think I watched this because it's like, ha, like I'm always like big beer is bad. And like, I just want to watch them do stupid things and be like, you know what? You guys aren't perfect either. Like stop, ch- you know, 
And then you getting got on craft beers, and I got invested in it, and it probably gave them more money. So God, what did I get myself <laughs> into? Yeah, so check that out if you're into reality TV shows and want to hear more about the Bush family. A very scripted. Uh, I mean, they're uh, all scripted. Yeah. As my mother says, there's nothing real about reality TV. Oh, <laughs> mother. That's why. That's why mother says. That's why you were just like, my mother says. <laughs> yeah, she says that. <laughs> it's not a lie. It's not a lie. She can tell you if you ask. <laughs> She'll be the first one to walk in and say, if you're watching a TV show, they'll be like, that's not real. <laughs> so now I see where you get it from. Well, if you're interested in any of those TV shows, go ahead and check them out. If you're looking for something during this quarantine that just won't stop and the cold winter that's coming up. And we hope that you learn something new and about beer and TV shows today. Yeah, and I think this episode really inspired me and just watching all those shows about homebrewing and the uniqueness of it inspired me. Like whoever's listening right now, if you're a homebrewer and you're doing something badass or just brewing in general, like direct message us and share like what you're going through or what your story, how you got into homebrewing. And we'd love to hear it. And if you want to be on the show also, just let us know. Yeah, or if you're in the TV industry and want to give us more insight on beer and TV shows, feel free. And again, Veterans Day, happy Veterans Day. Uh, it was this past uh, week. And we want to say uh, thank you for your service. And uh, as someone who has relatives, both Shannon and I mm-hmm. actually, um, who have served in the Armed Forces, Navy, uh, Marines, Army, um, thank you so much for your service. And I know many of you homebrewers out there also serve. So thank you very much. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. And we don't take it very lightly. Yeah, and we have an active service member right now, your cousin, Nicholas. So. Exactly. Shout out to Nicholas, you, wherever Nicholas, you are service. in the world. Yeah, we can't, we can't say where he is. It's classified information. Yeah, God forbid we craft beer podcast leaks classified information, yeah. <laughs> which we know nothing about. So I guess yeah. that's good. We mm-hmm. kept in the dark. Yes. Okay, well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Double Hot Beat. To continue this brewing session, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And please make sure to rate and review us on all our podcast platforms. Yep, we really appreciate it. This has been Double Double Hoppy. Catch Catch you on on the brew side. side.